It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard live from Hamden and Scottish Cup Final Day. Celtic going for a treble, an eighth in their history. Well, Inverness, Cali Thistle are out to cause arguably the biggest final shock in Scottish football. The showpiece day in the domestic calendar, a huge game in its own right, and all against the backdrop of speculation linking Ange Postacoglu with a move away from Celtic Hamden. In the sunshine with me, Gordon Duncan, Gordon Biel and Mark Wilson. Well, what a day it is here at Hamden. The sunshine's out, the fans packing into the stadium and a chance for either of these clubs to make history, obviously Inverness, the same time that they would have won the cup in recent times, but Celtic going for a historic treble once again, it's all set up nicely. Yeah, we're looking at a cup final um, that gives the Inverness team absolutely no chance. I think Celtic come in here, firm favourites, quite rightly so, going for that treble. Does Miracle happen? We'll know this afternoon. All set up to be a fantastic showpiece event. The sun is shining, the pitch is magnificent. Looking after things back in the studio, you'll hear from Andrew McLean in the not-too-distant future alongside Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans. Football history must have its place, and its place today, Gordon, is above all other considerations at Hamden. It would be disrespectful to the occasion to let speculation about one man come before the stimulation about to be created by 22 players. Celtic have the chance to win a world record-breaking eighth treble. History. Celtic captain Callum McGregor can become the first player to win five trebles. History. Ange Postacoglu can become only the fifth man in 135 years of Celtic's existence to lead the club to a treble. History. And then there's immortality. Billy Dodds, Cali Thistle would become immortal if they beat Celtic today in what would be the Scottish Cup final shock of all time, bar none. This is the day they weren't meant to see because they were knocked out of the competition by Queen's Park, who were then eliminated for fielding an ineligible player. So is fate playing a trick on Celtic or is it a fantasy to think anybody but Celtic can win this cup? The stage is set for history one way or another yeah it's a, a, a big day and I think you, you're absolutely right that uh, it'd be the biggest shock of all time if Inverness Cali Thistle were to win the cup and I have to say that's been the question that everybody's been asking how can they find a way to stop the Celtic uh, juggernaut they're showing on television the game in 2000 when they w- went ballistic the supporters and it was a 3-1 victory for, for Inverness at Celtic Park but this would be bigger because Celtic are far better than that team and there's a ga- the gap's far bigger between the two teams. But for Celtic, they have to just go and try and dominate the game from the start. For Inverness, they just have to hang on in there. If they can keep the score down for as long as they possibly can, maybe they can nick it from a, from a free kick or from a corner kick or something like that. But I think that's the question is, how can Inverness Cali this on the first 20-25 minutes stop this Celtic team that just dominate the game from start to finish? These are the teams then from Hamden. A bit of speculation, maybe a bit of worry this week as to whether Kyogo would make it. And indeed he does. The Celtic team, some of them are serial winners. The rest are on their way to matching that as well. So it's Joe Hart in goal, the back four of Alistair Johnson, Carl Starfelt, Tomoki Iwata and Greg Taylor. Captain Callum McGregor going for a fifth treble this afternoon alongside Rio Hatati and Matt O'Reilly. And it's Jota 
and Maeda, either side of the Premiership's top scorer, the player of the year, a man who's scored many times already at Hamden. It is Kyogo leading the line for Celtic. As for Inverness, they've not played in four weeks, remember, in the lead-up to this one after ending the championship season in sixth place outside the playoffs. So Mark Ridgers is in goal for Billy Dodds. It's Wallace Duffy, Danny Devine, Robbie Dees and Cameron Harper at the back. Scott Allardyce and Sean Welsh have a shift in front of that back four. Jay Henderson, David Carson and Nathan Shaw in behind the man that they will be hoping can take their chances. He's scored in three consecutive Scottish Cup rounds. An experienced goal-getter, it is Billy Mackay. Mark Wilson, what stands out from the teams for you? Well, for Celtic, pretty much full strength, apart from the absence of Carter Vickers, but replaced by Awata. Now, we don't know if Kobayashi's injured. We've got to assume so because he's not on the bench. But Awata, a midfielder by trade, will come in there and plug the gaps. And you just wonder how much he will have to work at the back today because Celtic, of course, will have the majority of the ball. And then with Inverness side, well, they carry a threat because they have a goal scorer, of course. And I think Fraser just touched on it rightly there. Maybe their best chance will come from set pieces and some of those big guys from the back coming up to try and nick something. But it's going to be an incredibly difficult day for this Inverness side. They won't see a lot of the ball. The sun is beating down in that pitch. It's going to be hot down there. So they've got to conserve their energy in the best ways. But you would imagine Celtic with that starting lineup would... Uh, would run away with things in, in the opening stages. If they get an early goal, then it's, it's bad news for Billy Dodds' side. Yeah, Fraser asked a question there. How do you stop Celtic? They've got Kraft in the middle of the park. They've got two terrific full-backs. They've got pace. And they've got bags and bags of goals in their team, Gordon. It's got to be very difficult. I think two massive players for Inverness uh, tonight will be Ridgers and Golds. He will have to have the game of his life because he certainly will be tested. And if Billy Mackay, how many important goals throughout the years has he scored for Inverness? Has he got one in him tonight that could cause an upset? I don't know about that. Well, Billy Dodds and his team have to stop that Celtic 11, but what about the rest? Because on the bench, Benji Segrist is the subkeeper, Sead Haksabanovic, Leal Abada, David Turnbull, O is on the bench, Bernabe, James Forrest, Anthony Ralston, and Stephen Welsh. Cammy Mackay, the subkeeper for Cali Thistle, Aaron Doran, Roddy McGregor, Lewis Hyde, Daniel Mackay, Zach Delaney, Austin Samuels, Ben Woods and Stephen Boyd. And a man who you never know, we may be talking about at full time, is referee John Beaton. Mark Wilson, you look at the obvious strength of Celtic. They are worthy winners of the Premiership. They were worthy winners of the League Cup. They maybe had some sort of mini dip a couple of weeks ago once the league was won they then bounced back with a stunning victory against Aberdeen last week just how different is this proposition from anything Inverness have faced? Well just the sheer movement of this side, uh, the ability that the players got, it'll be nothing that Inverness has ever faced before, I mean that with the greatest respect, and to be honest Billy Dodds must have been rubbing his hands a couple of weeks ago when he saw Ange Postacoglu rotate things and the dip in form and when Celtic went to Eastern Road and they lost a, a barrel load of goals there. However, Ange Postacoglu reverted back to his tried and trusted last week and they were quite sensational against Aberdeen. So <laughs> he, he must have looked on and thought, oh no, here we go. But look, Billy Dodds will have a game plan to try and stifle this Celtic side. But how many times have we seen it this season? Different sides coming up against him, even... The top European sides struggled at times to, to keep this Celtic team quiet. So, again, incredibly difficult. Billy would have worked in it for a couple of weeks. But it's a tall order when it, they've not had any 
competitive football for the best part of a month coming into a game like this it's, it's going to be tough yeah and you look players. all over the park Mark and you talk rightly so about the craft the quality the pace that Celtic have got the one thing they've got is a top goal scorer in Scotland who's had an absolutely brilliant year one player of the year as well so he'll be a main man today and we all know on this pitch, with the you know with the the, the craft itself that got in the wide areas, McGregor in the middle of the park with Atati, if you give him one chance and if you give him a chance early on, you can see this cup going away from you very quickly. Yeah, Mark. If he trained at all this week, then yesterday would have been his first day back in training. Kyogo, we saw him limp out of the Trophy Day celebrations last week, so maybe not at full tilt, but perhaps with this being the final day of the season never any real doubt that he was going to take his place today no definitely not I mean I think we saw in the celebrations that he looked okay I wasn't as serious as we probably first thought when we saw him going down but I don't think Ange would have even hesitated to put him in from the start today I think O could be a worthy replacement in years to come but there's there's one guy that's been hot this season and it's, it's certainly Kyogo so for, for the Inverness back line they wouldn't have come up against something like him before with his movement who's constantly on the shoulder so it's going to be incredibly difficult those Inverness players at the back have to remain switched on for the full 90 because like I say again even the top defenders have struggled to keep Yogo quiet so those are the teams then as selected by Ange Postacoglu and Billy Dodds let's get the thoughts of both managers ahead of kickoff here in the hand in sunshine starting with of course the Celtic boss Ange Postacoglu We've got to try and sort of put that to one side and just understand that it's a cup final, irrespective of who you play and irrespective of kind of, yeah, even the form of the opponents. I've said before that you know, whatever, form you, whatever form you got going to a cup game becomes really irrelevant because it's a one-off game. And when you're talking about a final and everything that that entails, um, we're expecting a tough one. You know, uh, I watched the semi-final. It was a good game. Um, you know, it was really good football played and. Um, you know, at that time, um, you know, they were going really well. Unfortunately, they just missed out on the playoffs. But there's no doubt Billy Dodds will have them, you know, primed and very motivated to, you know, they've got a chance to, to create some, you know, real story for themselves. And we've got to be at our best to make sure it doesn't happen. You saw the the uh, result against Aberdeen. They have been the best team in the country for a, a number of years now. You see how good they can be, but you still go there with um, a feeling and a mentality that it's going to take a humongous effort. It's going to need a bit of luck. It's going to need your goalkeeper to be brilliant. It's going to take my players to be spot on and probably Celtic to just be off it a little bit. So... Um, but you go there with a winning mentality because I've never, as I've said consistently along the line, I've never gone into any game not believing that I can, we can go and win it. And this cup competition is all about miracles happening, and it's happened before. In fact, it's happened this season when Dave will beat Aberdeen. So you only look, you only need to look as far as a few months back. Billy Dodds will never have to buy a pint in Inverness ever again if he can pull it off, and maybe some parts of Glasgow as well. Funnily enough, <laughs> if he could topple Celtic. Uh, but Hugh Evans, what does this one mean to Ange Postacoglu today? Well, he has already gone on record as saying that he will not allow Inverness Cali Thistle to leave a mark, a negative mark, on his career that will follow him until the last day he has in football. So for him, he needs to win convincingly. And, you know, everyone uses the expression with no disrespect. I stand by logic and reason. Celtic have won 11 of the last 12 league titles. They are far and away 
the best team in the Premier League four off Rangers five off Aberdeen nine off Dundee United and they have in Kyogo the most lethal player in the country they're playing a team who finished in the bottom half of the championship who have not had a competitive match for four weeks if Ranger, if Celtic do not win convincingly then they must have had the off day to end all off days they must be good to win by a five goal margin Praise and wish your learned colleague in the corner of the studio is quite right. We should not labour the point, certainly in the lead-up to kick-off. But you do wonder how many of these Celtic fans, and there are many of them, have turned up today with thoughts of Ange Postacoglu's future on their mind. He can say he's not thinking about it, and fine, the players may not be thinking about it. It's verging on naive to think that none of these Celtic fans are thinking about it. Absolutely, Gordon. I mean, every Celtic supporter you talk to, uh, walking down the streets or whatever, listening to the show during the week as well, it's on all their minds, you know, and, and I think for a lot of them they're trying to find a reason why he wouldn't go if he was offered the, the, the Tottenham Hotspur job, and I'm sure that'll become clearer. Is that the truth? Is he going to go to Tottenham Hotspur come clearer in the next few days? And, and if that is the case, then I think Ange Postecoglou will want to leave with his place in, in history there. I mean, Hugh rattled off the, the number of uh, trebles has been in, in all time. A lot of them have been the last sort of, 10 years or so. But some great managers of Celtic, sorry, didn't manage to, to get to a treble as well. So he wanted his name to be up with the Martin O'Neill and Jockstein, all these types of guys as well, if that is the case for him leaving. And he'll be saying to his players, just play the same way. We know the way we play. Play at high tempo. Keep everything moving very, very quickly. Get the ball back in play and try and get get an early goal. And if they get an early goal, then we'll see what's what's, uh, what's going to happen to Tim Vernessa. So Billy Dodds, I think he's just going to have to try and get his players relaxed because they'll be very nervous and although they'll, they'll believe that they can win the game, you know, deep down they know they're going to be up against it. So he's, he's going to have to get into his, his players' heads. They're going to have lots and lots of time when they don't have the ball. It's what they do when they don't have the ball is probably going to key to it. And they'll just try and keep themselves in the game for as long as they possibly can. But like you, I can't see anything other than a resounding Celtic victory. Inverness finished the warm-up first. They headed into the dressing rooms, the famous dressing rooms here, to add their finishing touches. Celtic now just doing the same as well and Mark Wilson it's hard to ignore the surroundings it is roasting hot still even at this time inside Hamden the pitch is unbelievable it's also massive I think everyone <laughs> acknowledges that as well and although every time you come to Hamden the size is bound to favour the bigger team I wonder if this version of Celtic in particular makes it an even more daunting task for Inverness I'm looking at Wallace Duffy or maybe Cameron Harper at times the thought of having to chase Dyes and Maida around this place, they're going to need to be bang at it, aren't they? Yeah, it's a thankless task. And, and you know, Fraser touching that there, how do you prepare for this when you've not played football for a month? I mean, how do you run certain scenarios against your side that you're going to face today? It's almost impossible. But for those, those full-backs and the two in front of the full-backs, they're going to be crucial because Maeda and Jota and wide areas and the two full-backs cause teams all sorts of problems so yeah you're totally right Gordon they have to be bang at it and hope they get a bit of luck along the way Gordon Deal said all along the tone is important this is not meant to be disrespectful it's, it's just the reality of what's happened Inverness did finish four weeks ago in that time they've played a bounce game against Dungan and Swifts in Ireland and they've played a game against Liam County to try and get some minutes in the legs and by the way this may all 
be cast off but if Inverness manage to do the unthinkable well done to them but it sums up the size of the contrast that's going to have to take place today it's absolutely massive as the boys have touched on it Inverness finished sixth in the championship they've not played up against players with the quality the pace the movement Billy Dodge will be telling these players in that dressing room we've got to concentrate to the maximum because the minute the concentration goes just a 1% Celtic will punish you we've got to go with runners they've got to be brave at times they've got to try and go on the ball and take the take the, the, uh, the back line up the pitch and try and give them a bit of a, a, a sort of a rest Gordon because they're going to be under pressure this is a big pitch the weather is scorching out there they've not played for four weeks apart from those sort of uh, friendly bounce games it's a massive massive pass for Inverness the finishing touches being added to the hand and pitch the archway placed either side of the halfway line the sprinklers are on awaiting the arrival of your Scottish Cup finalists they're getting ready they'll be emerging from that tunnel very soon and kick off here at Hamden is next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard is the oldest trophy in association football and in a few hours time it will either be held aloft by Celtic as many expect or by Inverness Caledonian Thistle it's about to make its way onto this famous old playing surface as well along with two sets of players out there to make history for very different reasons for Celtic a treble an eighth treble and in recent times they've made that seem normal for Inverness what would arguably be the greatest cup shock of all time in Scotland just given the circumstances and everything that is at stake the scene is set as you would expect to our right and in fact most of the way around this famous old stadium green and white hoops the vast majority of the stadium filled by Celtic fans a hardy bunch of maybe 6,000 Inverness to the left they're making plenty of noise they won this trophy here in 2015 they've caused many an upset against Celtic over the years and they will be hoping for a repeat this afternoon but football can be a difficult old business when there's this gulf in resources so time to find out how it's going to pan out over the 90 minutes as that trophy is walked onto the field Mark Wilson what a sense of occasion this is, Scottish Cup final day, it is the showpiece day of the Scottish football calendar and it very rarely lets you down. Certainly doesn't, the atmosphere in here is absolutely electric as the cup just comes out onto the pitch and it's very rare that we get a sunshine uh, day like this, I mean I played in a couple myself that were always rainy days but everything is just fitted perfectly but even though the, the Inverness fans away to our left may have wanted a, a 3pm kickoff they've at least had time to enjoy their day before they've got in the stadium and they hope that their players do the team proud but for Celtic they have to go about their business as professional as possible you have to look back to the cup run and how they got here and maybe this final won't be the stiffest competition in the final but they still beat Rangers Hearts away, St Mirren to get here so a lot of the hard work has been done they just have to get over the line with the final bit Inverness quick to point out they didn't have an entirely straightforward run they've had to knock out two different Premiership opponents in Kilmarnock and Livingston I remember that day on the show particularly impressive and unexpected victory at Livingston Ross Tokley the Inverness representative who walks the trophy out holds it aloft to the Inverness fans and Davy Hay doing the same to the Celtic fans both met with rapturous applause as kickoff 
edges ever closer but you just look Mark Wilson at what some of these Celtic players are standing on the brink of the number of young boys and girls across Scotland who set out with the dream of playing one professional football game never mind winning one trophy never mind winning three in one season and never mind doing that five times which is what captain Callum McGregor has staring at him in the face this afternoon yeah it's absolutely remarkable the amount of trophies he's racked up and now became the leader at Celtic and what an outstanding career he has I mean I I must be honest I never envisaged that when he was a young winger when I was at the club and he went out alone came back did it the hard way and he, he deserves everything he gets I was at the club for six and a half years Gordon and got to say in that time didn't once get near a treble so it shows how difficult it is to do but this group of Celtic players are certainly standing on the, the cusp of something special this afternoon and the thing is Gordon we've done it we've outlined the scenario everybody knows on paper how difficult this is for Inverness but at this point you're an Inverness player you're 90 minutes away from immortality and surely the only question you have to ask yourself is do shocks happen in football and if the answer is yes great let's go and try and cause one yeah I've been part of one a long long time ago Gordon Inverness players let's be honest right they've worked very hard to get here they deserve to be here they're here in merit yes they're up against the best team in the country by a country mile it'll be very very difficult but I hope they come off that pitch just give everything they've got they're up against a quality side that's miles apart from Inverness but it's a Scottish Cup final you get that feeling they will be loving it their hearts will be beating through their chest just now they can't wait to get out there get that whistle going and I'm sure they'll do everybody in Inverness proud this afternoon Billy Dodds has of course experienced this as a player we won't remind Gordon Biel of his route to the final <laughs> uh, however he's about to lead an Inverness team onto the pitch and listen to that noise and Postacoglu alongside him the last thing you needed was the flames going up and turning Mark Wilson and Gordon Biel's face <laughs> and even deeper red than it already was but these Celtic fans have become accustomed to this they've become accustomed to impressive people displays over the years they had an outstanding one at Celtic Park on Trophy Day just a couple of weeks ago and no disappointment on that front again this afternoon a great spectacle as always and both sets of fans are bang up for this one. Let's quickly remind ourselves of the teams for Celtic. Joe Hart and Goal, Alistair Johnson, Carl Starfield, Tomoki Iwata and Greg Taylor at the back. It's captain Callum McGregor, Rio Hatati and Matt O'Reilly in midfield and Jota, Maeda and Kyogo in attack for Inverness. Hoping to cause that upset It's Mark Ridgers in goal, Wallace Duffy, Danny Devine, Robbie Dees and Cameron Harper, Scott Allardyce and Sean Welsh in midfield. Jay Henderson, David Carson and Nathan Shaw and it's that experienced goal scorer Billy Mackay leading the line it is not often you get to June and have had to wait for cup final day it's half past five and it is still absolutely roasting the pitch looks magnificent you can tell the Inverness players are absolutely desperate to get rid of those tracksuit tops <laughs> and get the show on the road final handshakes referee John Beaton how big a part will he play this afternoon or this evening I should say he's getting his final handshakes from Callum McGregor and Joe Hart and the remainder of these Celtic players it's funny to think this famous old stadium once was an unhappy venue for Celtic in recent seasons I don't have to tell Mark Wilson all about that yeah. but it's become 
a real home, whether it's Tom Rogic under thunder and lightning, whether it is Kyogo coming back from injury, and it's funny, most of these seem to be in the rain, but it is no such condition this evening. It is unbelievable out there, and we look forward to what hopefully will be a fantastic spectacle. Interesting to watch the different pre-match routines. Some players getting themselves up for it, some sharing a high five with their fellow teammates. Rio Hitati stands alone, looks to the sky, and goes through his pre-match ritual as well. And that's before Celtic go into the pre-match ritual associated with the club, of course, in that famous huddle. And Mark Wilson, the roof will come off this place in just a second when they do just that. Certainly will. 75% of the stadium, Celtic fans. And here they go into the huddle. Cal McGregor will just be reminding his team what a professional job that they have to do. They can't take Inverness lightly and they have to keep up the standards that they showed last week. I'm pretty sure they'll do that today, Gordon. Celtic fans and Inverness fans doing the nation a favour and drowning us out here at Hamden. But Gordon Biel, if you can't get yourself up for a game in these circumstances, whether you're watching or playing, this is not the game for you. Yeah, I'm just looking down at the Inverness players, Gordon. They are absolutely desperate to get this game going. They deserve to be here. I wish them all the very best, but I think like everyone else, the fancy Celtic for a treble. John Beaton waits on the final signal from the broadcasters and Postacoglu has one hand on his watch on the touchline. Matt O'Reilly stands over the ball and we are underway here at Hamden. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024. Yes, the 138th Scottish Cup final, Celtic a record 60th appearance for them in the final there in their traditional green and white hoops of course up against Inverness who are in all blue of course a bit of red on their strip as well just a second Scottish Cup final appearance for them as Celtic get into the box in the opening stages but there was just too much on that for Dyson Maida Andrew McLean in the studio here with Fraser Wishup and Hugh Keevans, we will be bringing you the first half of this game in Hamden. Not quite lucky enough to be in the sunshine at Hamden, but looking forward to this one, Hugh. Well, it's such an occasion. Uh, as I said at the very start of the programme, I don't think you should uh, disrespect the occasion by going on about matters off the field. They can be dealt with tomorrow. Uh, this is uh, the showpiece end to our season. And uh, the best team in the country, the two-in-a-row title winners, have it all to do because the treble is there for them and Ange Postacoglu will want that on his record. Only Jockstein, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon have brought trebles to Celtic. He, Ange Postacoglu, can make it five managers today. And, you know, the... Everything about it, Fraser. You know, the pitch looks magnificent. Yeah. The, the the sun shining, the Celtic players' early possession. Everything about it points to a long afternoon for Cali Tissot. Yeah, but it points to a great occasion as well, Hugh. I agree. Hamden looking brilliant. The sun shine, shining strongly. Uh, the colour on the pitch looks brilliant. The colour on the stands looks brilliant. And, and you're right, it's a great occasion. And we should always, always look forward to this occasion. You know more than most, having written books about the, the, mm. the Scottish Cup and, and the finals. It never fails to to, to, to entertain us and uh, I'm really looking forward to, to this game. An early warning there for the Inverness players, the Wallace Duffy, the right back, just get caught 
ball up the inside of him by Greg Taylor. It was just too much, as Andrew, you, as you were introducing the, the show there, and uh, just ran out the park. But Maeda was on to it like a, like a flash, and that's the danger for for, uh, for the Inverness County Thistle players, especially early on. The nerves will be jangling. They've got to concentrate on their job defensively and keep in, in the game for as long as possible. They've, they've dropped young Dan Mackay, scored in the semi final, plays as either a number 10 or can play in, in a wide area, and they brought in a more defensive midfield player. So they've got to be a solid three and two wingers. Just to keep, to keep themselves in the game for as long as they possibly can. But uh, great occasion. Really looking forward to the game. Well, they're better off than um, Man United were because uh, Man United were a goal <laughs> down after 13 seconds at Wembley what today. What a goal it was as well. Oh, Volley from Ilkay Gundogan. No such early drama at Hamden, but there is a ball over the top that's aimed towards Jota. But once again, that one has too much on it and it will go out for an Inverness goal kick. That's what they do. They try and get the ball in behind early on because when you're a defender... If you're going to try and squeeze the game and, and try and close against your defenders, when the ball goes in behind, just subconsciously you drop back as a defender a yard or two yards and begin to defend a wee bit deeper. And that's when Celtic want those gaps for likes of O'Reilly, McGregor to knock onto O'Reilly's feet, into Hattati's feet, Greg Taylor coming in, Johnson on the other side. And that's what they'll try and do. They'll try and get in behind uh, the Vanessa Calithistle players early on. And although those two have run out the park, you can see now the fullbacks of both sides, sorry, even Vanessa side, sorry, will be just wary of that ball over the top and just subconsciously just drop a bit deeper. On the pitch, it's obviously a huge task for Inverness, but how big is it mentally as well going into a game where they've seen the Celtic team that's a juggernaut winning games, uh, game after game, trophies as well. Yes, the last few weeks, they've maybe not been um, at it as much as they have, but a big win against Aberdeen last time out. The Inverness yeah. players really need to go in with a mindset of belief rather than fear. Well, they've had a long time to think about it, and, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, but sometimes it's better just get the game over and done with because you can overthink things and begin to think too much about, about the game. But maybe the opposite could work, where they've had that chance to sort of analyse who they're playing against. They'll have watched Celtic struggle in a number of games recently. They've watched them successfully batter Aberdeen as well last week. So they'll have seen both sides of, of Celtic in the last number of weeks. And I wonder whether the players maybe have got that kind of nerves out of their system. But certainly when you go on the pitch, the players will be happier now. They build up to a game. It's a long day when it's a 5.30 kickoff because you're hanging around a lot. And the worst time is just when you get to the ground and you're waiting to get onto the field of play, waiting to get a strip on, waiting to get their tracksuit off and get on with it. So, so the Inverness players will be, will be happier now the game's starting. I suppose, Fraser, they have their professional pride and if they've been told and they've read about and watched television about this final for the last four weeks and been told that they are absolute lambs to the slaughter, then your professional pride should kick in and you yeah. try not to become so. Yeah, but in fact, Dodd's a positive character, as, as we know. Yeah. And, uh, I think his job will be to just calm his players down and just get them to relax, be confident as they possibly can, but don't be nervous. You know, don't, don't they've got nothing to lose. And I think sometimes when when you go to a cup final, you see the smaller clubs and the game just flashes by them and they lose early goals and the game's over and done with. So I think you'll be saying to his players, go and enjoy the occasion. Nobody expects you to win. Just go and enjoy this highlight of your career. And do your very best And if that means you can win it Then, then crack on Astonishing to think that Billy Dodds could win the Scottish Cup And be out of work tomorrow Because his contract ends today so They've allowed his contract to run down And hasn't been made an offer of a new one but Astonishing going into a cup final Under those circumstances You have a feeling he might be okay If he ends up being a Scottish Cup winning yes. manager At the end of today Unless they've taken a brainstorm in Inverness Then that will be the case Hattati just trying to find the pass in towards Kyogo in the box there but it was a good interception by an Inverness defender Celtic maybe just a bit slack with their passing in the early stages a couple of overhit passes Real Hattati putting one out of play as well but they've had the, the bulk of possession so far as you'd expect Fraser Yeah and that's where Inverness have got to make the most of it when they get 
near to the Celtic goal, you know, when it's a free kick or corner kicks I mentioned earlier on or can Billy Mackay hold it up and try and get the ball into the wide areas they've got pace in the wide areas lads like Henderson and Shaw they'll get the ball into the box for Mackay as, as early as they possibly can but they, they know fine well and Billy would have trained them to, to, to what they do off the ball how do you combat Celtic's movement and that was the the, the, the point there where Hatati just takes up that clever position Maeda's dragged Duffy wide Taylor's dragged Henderson White there's a gap inside them and Hatati found the gap and you're right it was a bit of a slight pass not like him but it's that, pl- that place where Hatati and O'Reilly find themselves it's a real problem but that's where the three midfield players with three centre midfield players all of them are pretty much defensive midfielders as well they've got to do their job Jota got himself into a crossing position but it's now taken to the byline and Celtic claiming for a corner I think it will be a, an Inverness goal kick after all that Jota had just cut it back to Alistair Johnston Worked it into the box to Matt O'Reilly, went for the cutback, but it was well defended in the end. Yeah, Robbie D's doing well, big lad, and I think he's attracting a lot of a, a lot of attention. Was it Celtic as a youngster, like a number of the, the Inverness players, but did really well there because Jota was just about to get by him. He bit used his strength and his power, got his body in the way, and managed to just shield the ball out for a for a goal kick. So seven minutes gone, Inverness will be will be quite happy so far. Yeah, um, the the Inverness players I spoke about them earlier and how they must have felt being told that they had no chance for a month. The Celtic players have been told that they are going to have a walkover for a month and they may be a little sloppy at the start, not as crisp and precise in their passing as uh, is their hallmark. There's a wee bit of footwork there from Ange Postecoglou yeah, as well. Yeah. Just ran to control the ball and scooped it up Aye, towards he's a half decent player. I think, in his time. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a hard player. I think, I think he'd boot you, he'd give you Played with Gordon DL As we all know Which Which yeah. <laughs> Gordon DL Can't if, remember If only he could remember it I'm not sure played Is the right phrase actually I think Gordon was On the bench For a lot of those appearances And then swiftly Moved away from Australia He was deported He was <laughs> sent back to Scotland The Ned Kelly Of Scottish football <laughs> yeah, 8 minutes 15 seconds On the clock At Hamden No meaningful chances For either side As you'd expect Celtic have had All of the ball So far I think one person That you wouldn't envy The job that they've got today Is Billy Mackay In this heat Having to Chase shadows about Just try and disrupt That Celtic defence In midfield When he gets the chance Yeah I think he'll be told To stay up front And, and not to be chasing fullbacks too much Because as you say Conserve his energy He's been a brilliant player For Inverness for the last 10 years And you look at his goals In, in the cup run He scored two unbelievable goals Usually he's, he scores from inside The six yard box But two brilliant goals From the edge of the box Against against Livingston So we'll be down to Three midfield players Henderson and, and Adams uh, Sorry and Shaw In the wide area they're young lads with a bit of pace as well, so I think he'll just leave it up to them and I think they'll say to Billy, stay up the park, if it comes, try and get the ball to stick. It'll be him against Iwata and, and Starfield. Just try to get his team up the park. Well, there was a very definite pattern for Fraser, isn't there? I yeah. mean, it's a game being played in one half of the field, basically. It's quite slow though, Hugh. The, yeah. pace, the tempo's quite slow. Inverness getting nine men behind the ball, making it more difficult, but Celtic's tempo, not quite as quick as they usually are. I think Andrew will want them to move the ball far sharper. wonder if the conditions has anything to do with that, the heat. There at Hamden Certainly a warm one I think Celtic will get a corner there It was a, a threaded ball It was towards the path of Kyogo But Danny Devine managed to get his foot in the way And divert it out for a Celtic corner well, Who they, they did take very, it quickly uh, well, I was going to say They did a very simple thing last week Just a nice corner And Starfelt scored with a header But uh, they, they decided to complicate matters there With a short corner kick And it's not worked out Yeah a few free kicks uh, A corner so far for Celtic All of them It's it's been, as you see from Celtic, a hand goes on the ball and it's quickly passed to the nearest player. They want to keep that ball moving, try and tire out these Inverness players as they move forward. They're just passing the ball around 
the box at the moment Craig Taylor shifts it onto his left foot tries to create a crossing position and I think it will be another I was going to say another corner to Celtic but I think the flag has gone up for offside and it will be a free kick to Inverness Celtic is stuck in Inverness you know, yeah. challenges there David Carson doing it inside the penalty box the ball broke wide to, towards Greg Taylor and Sean Welsh you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a good tackle but uh, yeah. they're, they're certainly not standing off Celtic and I think Billy Dodds will be fairly happy with his, his team start defensively you can see him in the picture there he's given instructions to his, his players I mean obviously they want to get up the park I don't know has Joe Hart touched the ball yet I don't think I don't so I don't think so no but I don't think he'll get many and, and that's the truth of the matter and I think that's the thing that Billy needs to and probably did say to his players is you know, don't worry you won't have the ball much don't get frustrated if Celtic have lots of the ball but certainly in the midfield areas they're getting stuck in the ball's played into the path of Jota on the right wing goes for the first time cross that one's blocked and will go out for a Celtic throw just with every passing minute Inverness might just gain a bit more belief that they're managing to keep Celtic out stop them from getting any meaningful chances away yeah they're looking okay they're looking okay defensively they're they're, they're, they're quite solid there good block by, by young Harper there Jota had got in behind him he managed to get his pace in behind so he pace to get back and, and block the cross which is important don't let the crosses come in so yeah, they're doing okay the test will be you know, if they lose a goal and then how do they react to that and how do they how do they get the ball and how do they get the ball up the park because it is just one way as you've seen it's all played in, 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 in Vanessa's half you know, young Harper the fullback there getting the ball looking forward there's nobody there so so they've got to just try and keep possession when they can well the ball over the top was towards Billy Mackay who looked as if he was maybe offside you wonder if he'd got his his foot onto the ball or whether it had ended up in the back of the net that the flag may have gone up afterwards but it was well dealt with by Joe Hart who just came to the edge of this box and, and headed it very cool very cool better with his head than with his feet <laughs> when Mark Ridgers just sort of dragged that one as he went to to kick it long but Inverness have managed to actually deal with it pretty well I think it was uh, Scott Allardyce there in midfield that managed to slide in nick the ball away just as it looked as if Celtic were maybe about to regain possession in a good area yeah a bit better but Inverness they've strung five or six passes together which they haven't done earlier in the game Billy McKay trying to go into the end of this one it's going to run out of the park I think it was actually Jay Henderson the ball earlier on and he's come in off the wing in a kind of diagonal run right across to the, to the middle as well we can't see from here whether it was offside or not but uh, that's, that's a, a job that that he can do very quick. He's on loan from St Mirren, as we know, and the, the lad Sean on the other side apparently has got the, the, the same sort of same sort of characteristics. Yeah, good delivery as well. He's got from crossing areas. Jay Henderson and Vanessa will be looking to try and utilise that when they get the chance, and maybe if they get the chance as well, because it has been all Celtic in this game so far. Although Inverness standing firm, all Celtic without creating a goal scoring opportunity. You know, thirteen minutes into the match and. Uh, they haven't worked the goalkeeper at all as yet. They're moving them, uh, Hugh, and I think that I think you're right. There's there's just a lack of a wee bit of tempo in the last third, but they're keeping the ball and they're moving the Inverness players, and that that might just pay later on in the game because the the, the Inverness players will will tire. But at the moment, they're just not quick as they usually are. Celtic, usually they'll punish teams any gap in behind. You'll see the ball for Jota and Maeda and their pace all of a sudden. They're, they're causing problems in behind the defence. But at the moment, Inverness looking well-structured, well-drilled. They've got the tactics spot on and they're just, they're just not allowing Celtic in behind them. As you know, Andrew, all newspapers like to have their writers predict the outcome of the match. And one of my journalistic colleagues this morning took Inverness to win 2-1. So he is now 14 minutes towards Journalist of the Year. He's now been taken away, put in a, a quiet room in the dark and said, come out with a now, proper prediction. There's the classic example, Fraser, you know, that, yeah. that uh, uh, Hatati uh, has had more, uh, that was Iwata, but the, the Iwata and Hatati 
And just about everybody else you care to mention, the passing has been very poor at the moment. Yeah, just the camera focusing in on Cameron Carter-Vickers at the moment, who Celtic have missed in the last few weeks, haven't looked as solid defensively, but it was the right timing, wasn't it, for for Ange Postacoglu and for Celtic to, to get him his operation that he needed and so that they can get him as fit as possible for the start of next season yeah because we're now in June I mean it's amazing the cup finals in June and Celtic will probably start training in about four weeks time so they, they, they want to have him back for, for if not for the start of pre-season certainly the latter part and then get, uh, get the season starting they've got the, the real cushion having won the league that they're into the Champions League don't have to worry about qualifiers in, in July etc which Rangers do so therefore they'll start training a wee bit later but um, you know the, the, the modern day player Gets very very little time to recover, and uh, it makes sense. It's, it's you know it's Inverness. They're not going to be a lot of defending, so they should be able to beat Inverness without Cameron Carter Vickers and get the up and get them ready for next season's priority. Yeah, Wallace Duffy with a foul on Dyson Maida. They are both players going for the ball as it was bouncing in the air, but Wallace Duffy just kicking through the back of Dyson Maida's leg, and it is a free kick to Celtic around I think thirty yards out left side of the box, Jota. And Matt O'Reilly standing over it. This is certainly a crossing position. Yeah, it's first chance really to put a ball into that box. Matt Ridgers not had any pressure on him at all. He's not had nothing to do. Even not even had to take a cross. But uh, I think this one from this kind of area inside left. I think Jota might just throw this one in, and you'll see the the big lads at the back post. Also, Johnson's a big lad as well, so he he'll pile in there along with Carl Starfield. Matt O'Reilly delivers with his left foot. It's headed back the way by Alistair Johnson, Callum McGregor. And Iwata trying to find the space to maybe get a cross or a pass into the box. It's flicked in by Jota, but Inverness clear it. But once again, it's back at the feet of Celtic players, and they'll have to start again from the halfway line. Well, it's you know the, the first twenty minutes uh, is the old managerial cliche. If you can get through that, then you feel better about yourselves. And uh, Cali Thistle under no danger whatsoever as yet. The goalkeeper hasn't been called upon to make a save and Celtic at the moment are not quite at it yeah I think I think they'll be quite happy Hugh um, even from that free kick as well there was no real pressure they're not a big team Celtic you know I think we, we mentioned that I was at the game against St Martin who have got a lot of big players as well and caused problems there's only really Starfelt and Johnson you'd see are really tall I think Iwata's 5'10 I looked oh. up when I was at that game yeah, Matt, Matt O'Reilly's quite tall but he's quite often the one taking set pieces as well so. I, mean, I don't think he's, a, he's known for power in the air as well you know? so even defensively we, we always talk about the smaller team have to make use of any dead balls they get they can throw in the box they're quite a big team in Inverness you know, they've got three, three or four big players at the back they're all six foot plus Allardyce is a big lad as well so they've got players who can use their height and that might be a problem for Celtic defensively I was just looking at Clyde SSB. There's been a, a photo posted on our Twitter feed of Gordon Duncan, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Gabriel Anthony Atzi, who's reporting there as well. They're there in the in the Hamden sunshine. They've got sort of shirts and polo shirt, t-shirts, yeah. a ca- casual look. We've also been tweeted in a photo by Brian Marshall, who has spotted Marvin Bartley, who's on television duty today. Of course, our very own Marvin Bartley, saying that he's uh, he's putting them all to shame. What do you make of this this suit that Marvin Bartley? Yeah. Marvin Bartley sporting oh, today. My goodness, I'm liking that. That's a rasper. Would you wear that, Hugh? Not at all. <laughs> Got a blue check number with a bit of orange on it. But at least he's you know he's showing uh, respect for the occasion, unlike our posers there in their cheap leisure wear. <laughs> I can't. I can't say anything. I have come dressed for a summer's day. <laughs> come dressed for your night out later. That's what you've come dressed for. 
It's a bit more of a casual look from you, Hugh, today. Yeah, it's very warm. Very, very warm. Um, but credit to Inverness Scali Thistle. They're not feeling the heat. They are 19 minutes in now. And uh, so far, to be brutally frank about it, the cup final has gone nowhere, really. Nowhere in particular. Nowhere exciting since it started 20 minutes ago. No, I don't think it's been a shot at goal by Celtic. No. Rogers has nothing to do other than take goal kicks. Not even had a, a cross I can think of to take. It's been... It's been fairly comfortable for, for uh, Inverness so far. And as I say that, they'll probably rattle in the top corner, Celtic. But uh, Billy Dodds will be fairly happy, by the way. He'll be delighted with his team start. Yeah, the first real effort there, it was from Matt O'Reilly, who was stretching in the box. He just tried to get his left foot on it. He managed to make contact, but because he was stretching, he ended up kicking the ball into the ground and bounced just past Mark Ridger's post, maybe over his bar, actually. So, yet to have a shot on target, Celtic still probing. It was a... I think ball over the top from Rio Hatati originally trying to find Jota headed back into the middle of the box by Cameron Harper and just Matt O'Reilly not able to get the right connection on it. Yeah, first mistake I think by the, the Inverness Cali back four. That wasn't a good header by Cameron Harper. It was an awkward one because it was knocked over his, his head, his left back, but it was inside him. Jota's coming behind him. So he had to head it, but he headed it down and went into the penalty box. And uh, luckily for him, it felt to it was awkward for O'Reilly and O'Reilly just as you say just threw his, his foot at it and it and it bounced wide. But the first sign of a mistake by the Inverness back four or twenty minutes in, so I, th- I think they could be happy. Yeah, it, it's not gone as I thought it would. I have to say, I, I, I thought that the goal Inverness goal would be peppered by shots, uh, and uh, Celtic would be looking for the early breakthrough that would completely unnerve Cali Thistle. But anything but. They continue. Uh, to be shoddy in their work uh, and if I was a, a ticket holder at the game I'd be disappointed in Celtic's performance so far One thing we know is Ange Postacoglu won't be panicking at all at this so far we've seen plenty of games where he just wants Celtic to keep on playing their football keep on probing keep trying to create those chances and he always feels if they keep on doing that that they will get their goal at some point or get a few goals yeah they don't change their style they don't they don't panic they just keep moving the ball around they try and move your midfield players around try and move your defenders into, into positions where they don't want to be and then they take care of the, of the gaps that you leave but at the moment Inverness aren't leaving any of those gaps I think Ange will be disappointed at the tempo that his team's playing at we talk about that a lot with Celtic but that's what he does Ange when you're watching the games you're at the games he's, he's somebody who always throws the ball he wants it back in play oh. quickly he wants it going quickly he wants free kicks and throw-ins taken quickly but uh, that's not happening and the fact that they're, they're sort of ponderous and their build-up is allowing Inverness the chance to get back into the 4-5-1 shape well, The ball goes all the way back to Joe Hart just at his own penalty spot and passes to Callum McGregor who was occupying a position in between the two central defenders. He is allowed to stride into the Inverness half. It's good play by McGregor and Dian Maida's touch. I think tried to nick it round the corner to Real Hatati, but I think to be fair, McGregor's pass to him was under hit mm. and it put him in a bit of bother there. Inverness can't just just can't get out. No, and it's because the two wide players are doing a grand job chasing the fullbacks and getting themselves back into defensive areas. But you saw there David Carson in, in the right back area tracking a run of Hatati gets to the ball. There's no option just to knock it long, just kick it long. He didn't have anybody to pass to, and if it doesn't go straight to Billy Mackay, then there's nobody else up there to give him a hand. So that that's going to become a problem the longer the game goes on because Celtic will will just wear them down. You know, the Inverness fans there, just the camera focusing in on them. A fantastic day for them. Just a second Scottish Cup final for Inverness. 
a fantastic day out for them in yeah. Glasgow. And yeah. how, how do you think they'll be feeling at the moment? Will there be a, a growing belief with every minute I, I, I don't, that I, there could be a shock in the cards? Or they can't justify thinking there's a shock in the cards. But what they can be happy with is that they haven't been humbled in any way. Uh, we're a quarter of the way through the match, and uh, Celtic have been poor. Uh, Give Inverness Cali their due for a team who haven't played competitively for a month. Yeah, well, there is a mistake there from Inverness. It's Jota in the box on his right foot, goes for the back heel. There's a slip from Rio Hatati at the vital moment as well. I think he was just looking to shift that onto his left foot and shoot, but slipped in the box. And Inverness were able to clear, but that was another mistake that was pounced on by Celtic. And, you know, Jota, I think, did the right thing. He saw the run of. Hitati flicked it to him when he had two Inverness players on him but Rio Hitati just as the ball was coming to him slipping and then unable to to get the ball under control yeah a real break there for Inverness that was a, a bad mistake with Danny Devine just in trying try to just play the pass into midfield and he played into midfield took it back tried again to play it into Sean Welsh but it was a poor pass and immediately Hitati's onto it and all of a sudden it was 3v2 and they were really stretched as they went to the penalty box. So a real break for Inverness, the fact that Hattati slipped because it had gold written all over it. Do you not think Jota could have taken it on himself? Yeah, I thought he might have done. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, they are inclined to be over-elaborate at times, Celtic. You know, and I thought that Jota should simply have taken it on himself. Uh, but instead, it's turned into a palaver. And the palaver has been cleared up. Yeah, lucky, lucky for Inverness, Hattati slipped. That was, that was a, a bit more like Celtic. They pressed the ball really well. And when they got it, within seconds they're in the penalty box and creating a chance. So we bit more like it from a Celtic perspective. Yeah, Jota has seen a lot of the ball so far. Probably one of the players that's been most involved along with Rio Hattati, who's at the edge of the box, shifts the ball on to his left foot. But once again, the pass not quite there. Inverness able to clear their lines. Well, the game has still been played in one half of the field. And whether it's over-elaboration, whether it's just a lack of tempo, whatever is the case... Uh, 25 minutes in Celtic are making extremely hard work of this I was interested to see how Inverness would come into this I mean not having played a competitive game for four weeks coming mm -hmm. into a Scottish Cup final is quite something isn't it? Yeah, I think that might take its toll later on in the game and it depends what the, what the result is and what the score is if they're still in it of course they're going to be going to get a real lift from it but once you get to 60-70 minutes have they got the legs four weeks of a proper game well getting a couple of friendlies is, is decent enough but it's the end of the season, so maybe a couple of weeks off is just what the players needed just to refresh their legs a wee, a wee bit. But uh, yeah, you can't keep going like this, you know, and uh, mentally and physically concentrating defensively for, for the full 90 minutes. And uh, I think that's where it will tell later on in the game. Yeah, Matt O'Reilly's corner they are dealt with by Inverness. I think they really would have been disappointed if they'd conceded from that because it was a mistake leading to the corner the ball came to Scott Allardyce and tried to get the ball under control in his own box just couldn't get the touch right and it went out for a corner but they'll be happy that they defended certainly the first phase of play Celtic coming back again Rio Hitati playing it out wide on the left for Matt O'Reilly leading or led assists for the 2022-23 season in the Scottish Premiership See, there was another case of O'Reilly. You know, the 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 tempo as Fraser keeps um, mentioning is not Celtic esque, and O'Reilly there just kind of languid ball ends up going behind him, and uh, I don't know whether they're trying to create some kind of Hollywood finish or whatever, but uh, they should try a finish. Period. 
Dyson Maida plays the ball across the six-yard box. It was bouncing and bobbling, but there was no telling touch from a Celtic forward. There was three or four of them in there, but Inverness managing to scramble it clear. Yeah, slowly the pressure just beginning to build on the Inverness back four. Billy Mackay was back there near his own penalty box as well, and Maida's cross-causing problems. It was only half cleared. And again, luckily for Inverness, it just was short of, I think it was, it was Hattati at the edge of the box. But you can just feel it's now three or four wee mistakes by the, the Inverness players and Celtic beginning to just get that ball nearer to the six-yard box and cause a bit of panic. So you can feel a bit more pressure building on the Inverness back four. Yeah, Celtic trying different things now. Jota is over on the left wing now, started out on the right. He's now trying to make something happen, but it was maybe a step over too many and Inverness able to get control of the ball and play it out to Cameron Harper in the left-back position. Well, credit to Cali Thistle. Um, you know, you could say that Celtic have been poor, and they have been. Uh, but this is a tremendous show of resilience on the part of Cali Thistle. It just cannot have been easy for them. They couldn't even sell all their tickets for the game. Vastly outnumbered by the Celtic support. Uh, had problems getting up to speed for this final, not having played since the end of the championship season. But they have hung in, and they are hanging in very well. And Celtic are a massive disappointment. I think you could see you. It's the way they've wanted to play Inverness because there's times when Hattati and O'Reilly have got the ball and, and maybe thirty yards from Inverness goal, and nobody's going towards them. They're just oh. standing off them. They're holding the positions well. They're cutting off the passes. The back four are taking up good positions. But clearly, they've, they've thought we can't possibly go on the front foot. We can't go and press Celtic because if we do, they're going to play around us and they're going to kill us with the gaps as well. So they're quite happy just to sit back. And allow Celtic all this possession and then, and then just take up the position to try and block any, any passes going through. Yeah, you just wonder how sustainable that is yeah. when there's a Celtic side who have so much quality. Ange Postacoglu, no doubt, we're still a long way away from that point. But if Celtic are still looking for a goal going into the second half, he has plenty of options on the bench as well that we see him make those changes around the 62nd, 63rd minute where at times, you know, three or four internationals will, will come onto the pitch. Yeah, I, th- I think though that the fear for Inverness's fans would have been they could be three down by now and the, yeah. the game is all over you know, and, and I don't think that was an unreasonable thing for, for Inverness fans to be to be scared of so so the, everything they've got so far has been, it's been absolutely terrific you know a few wee mistakes we five minutes there you can just feel a bit of pressure building and a few defensive mistakes but other than that they've been really really good they just can't get a grip of the ball they keep giving it away defenders are looking forward there's nobody there to hit and then when he goes into midfield as well they're, they're giving oh. the ball away and that's, that's the problem because he can't Possibly hang out for the full game. They're going to have to try and find a way of getting up the park. They'll be happy so far. Played it to John Beaton there to see if he could get into the game for <laughs> them, you know. But John's as bad as the rest of the Celtic players. Yeah, yeah. Greg Taylor's pass just hitting the foot of John Beaton, which means that it will be a, a drop ball for Celtic and a restart. I think John Beaton's now had what as many touches as Joe Hart. Yeah, yeah. certainly with his feet. I think Joe has a one with his feet and then he had that header when he had Clave and Jay Henderson burst in behind. So that's all he's that's all he's had. It's going to be a long day for Joe. Second half's in the shade as well, so they a jumper. You look at some of the positions that the Celtic central defenders are taking up, and at times, Carl Starfell or Tomoki Iwata, when they've got the ball at their feet, are 35 yards from the Inverness goal at times, and they're obviously a big part of the build-up play as well and trying to find those passes, but it just shows that they've been 
not been bothered at all defensively and you know they are just part of this attacking unit yeah and I think I don't think that's a good thing when your centre-backs have got it there because you're, they're just closing up the game they're just closing up all the gaps it means that your midfield players are maybe too far forward because usually that's Hattati and O'Reilly and Jota 35 yards from goal taking up those spaces so that's the problem for Celtic is that there's there's too many players from the rest behind the ball we're talking about Joe Hart in a jocular fashion how many times he's touched the ball how many times has Kyogo touched the ball you know uh, the fans would have been delighted to see him come back into the team today after the injury scare against Aberdeen uh, admittedly no service nothing uh, half an hour in now Celtic are very poor Kyogo has these games yeah. though where he's quiet and then all of a sudden bursts into life Celtic get a good attacking move the ball's cut back to him in the box and he only needs a chance Kyogo and we've seen it before where he's not been too involved and then will finish with game winning goals yeah his, his job is, is to stay up and play almost in between the two central defenders try and move them around try and cause them a problem try and play on their blind side you don't see Kyogo running down the channels very often and and I think that's what he's told is you might not get lots of the ball but you need to stay up occupy those two keep the game as long as possible because they want to push the defence back to give the gaps for the, for the skillful players in midfield to do that but uh, so far Inverness have not caused uh, not had any problems at all from Kyogo Yeah, huge concentration levels needed from Kyogo as well because he's constantly making those runs and movement and I think a lot of strikers would maybe get frustrated if the ball isn't making its way to them but he, he just never never stops he's always just looking for and even if the ball doesn't come to him then he's creating space for other players and yeah. occupying defenders knows his job I just watched him there actually and he came just came short five yards and he spun in behind but I think it was a water didn't see his run and he, he was in behind if he could find his run so he does make these clever runs but the thing from a striker's point of view is, is some of them get frustrated if they don't get the ball Kyogo doesn't seem to he seems to just know be told by Ange Postacoglu this is, this is your role this is what you have to do and if you do this and do this well you'll score 30 goals a season We've got final highlights are at 11.20 tonight. They'll be finished at 11.21. <laughs> Straight to the second half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah half I, th no, no. I think there's only been one shot of note, you would say, and it was Matt O'Reilly on the stretch, unable to make decent contact with it, and the ball bouncing wide of Mark Ridgers' goal. So the game not going the way that many thought so far. Yes, Celtic have had all the possession, but haven't created too much. Inverness have managed to frustrate Celtic at times. Celtic maybe not quite linking up in the way that we've seen them do so many times this season but yep. they do have the quality and the likes of Kyogo who loves a goal at Hamden as well he, he'll he fancy another one plus today I don't think the game is, is any different from what we expected you know it's been all Celtic possession dominating possession playing in the Vinicius half I think we just expected a bit more from Celtic in an attacking sense and a bit quicker and also I expect them to be a goal or two up at this point as well so the, the, the actual way the game is going is no surprise and uh, it's just the fact that Celtic have been just so poor in the last third I, I think that in itself is a surprise though Fraser I mean the, the, they're not just poor it's it's an awful display so far yeah it's almost like a friendly game isn't it yeah a, a testimonial match or something you know that uh, given what's at stake for Ange Postecoglou, for the club in general, for Callum McGregor in particular, uh, Ange Postecoglou, when he gets them in at half time, would have to be severely critical of the display. You could see at one point, oh, just as Dizemaida cuts in onto his right foot, goes for the shot, it's low and wide of Mark Ridger's goal. He picked up a similar position a couple of minutes ago and he tried to play a 1 2 with Rio Hatati and enter the box, but. Inverness just had so many players behind the ball and the game's been squeezed so 
tight yeah. and been played in such a, a short area um, outside the Inverness box that it's, it's so hard for Celtic to find that space. And when this midfielders are doing their job, you know, as I said at the start of the game, they've, they've brought in David Carson, they're going with Al Dyson Welsh as well, all of whom would, would sit behind the ball normally. And they're doing their job well. You've got to match your runners because if you switch off against Celtic, you know, Hatati might knock it out to Maeda. If you don't match Hatati's run, then he'll, 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 he'll punish you. So, so far, they've done their job. But uh, it's really about Celtic because I don't think Inverness would have expected any differently, as I said, in terms of possession. I think they'd be delighted with the way they've played. They know the way they're going to they're play would be defensive. But the story here is about Celtic. They've just not been at it at all. You know, just far too much tempo here. You see Hatati, sorry, Zawata, sorry, running from, from the back. Nobody coming towards him, and he, and he almost it's, he almost doesn't know quite know what to do. There's nobody to pass to because there's so many Inverness jerseys in the way. Yeah, another frustrating moment for Celtic there. It was down in the corner. Dyson Maida just trying to back heel it into the path of Greg Taylor, but uh, Wallace Duffy did well just to shield the ball out of play for an Inverness goal kick. That's now thirty coming up for thirty-five minutes on the clock. Celtic nil, Inverness nil in the Scottish Cup final, and. As we mentioned, not a save to make for either goalkeeper. And you'd think Billy Dodds will certainly be the happier of the two managers with the way it's gone so far. Without question. If they get to half-time and it's still nil-nil, uh, then the whole complexion of this afternoon changes. Um, you know, I have written and I have said, and I believe it to be true, if Celtic don't win this game, it's the worst result in the club's history. Uh, and... If your goal is at half time, you're halfway towards the worst result in your history. They're such a good side. I think you, you, you're, you're spot on here. And it could be one of the biggest. We've had Darvel against Aberdeen, which I think was up there. Yeah. The older but, Rangers, but, but, or Berwick Rangers. But the, the, Celtic, the Celtic team are such a good team. They're so dominant. But terrific I mean, footballers, terrific options on the bench. So if they were to lose it, and uh, I still think they will win it, but if they were to lose it, it'd be a, a huge, huge result. When Aberdeen lost to Darvel, Aberdeen were rubbish. And that's why the, the manager lost his job in the game which followed Darvel. Um, but we're talking about the team who've won 11 of the last 12 league titles, who have um, won four of the last five domestic trophies, who have uh, a, a glittering array of players, and they have been extremely poor against a team from the bottom half of the championship we haven't played a game in four weeks yeah well Mark Ridgers did have to be alert there it was a ball into the box from Alistair Johnson Matt O'Reilly into that area where Celtic quite often cut the ball back I think he maybe was going for the cutback Matt O'Reilly it was on his weaker right foot he was on the turn maybe just sliced it and it was going on target but it wasn't one that was ever really going to trouble no, Mark Ridgers too much. No, you're spot on, uh, Andrew. It was, it was a cross and he, and he mishit his cross. Again, there's no real conviction there. You know, you've seen sometimes O'Reilly go into these positions and he wouldn't shoot or he wouldn't try and cross. He would try and keep the ball and use his, use his skill. But uh, he just swung his leg at it and it's comfortably gone into the goalkeeper's arms. But Mark Ridgers would have expected to have made half a dozen saves at least by this point in the game. Daniel... Daniel Levy is getting file facts out now and he's looking at other telephone numbers. We are 30, what, 37 minutes into the game. I think that's the first mention of a. Oh, and there is the opener for Celtic. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Well, we said it. He only needs one chance. The ball cut back to Kyogo and it is a fantastic finish into the top corner. He loves a goal at Hamden and Kyogo makes it 1-0 to Celtic. At last, a moment to savour. A moment to remember. A moment that Kyogo deserves because he's been far and away the most lethal striker in the country. 
not only uh, this season but last season as well he has been a sensational signing for Celtic uh, and is irreplaceable for them and that is just a wonderful predatory finish it's, it's what he does we were just talking about him five minutes ago hardly going to touch the ball but he keeps the centre backs occupied but really good player by O'Reilly on the right hand side this time his right foot drills it low and hard and if you show the showreel of uh, Kyogo's goals for Celtic there'd be a dozen at least exactly like this his movement's brilliant he goes behind Danny Devine and then he uh, can right side centre back here then he comes back across him it's too sharp for him Devine trying to block him but Kyogo's got that half yard on him lovely finish six yards out front post we've seen it so often brilliant goal well, so Celtic won the league at Tynecastle. You remember the goal, the first goal from yeah, Kyogo. Yeah. It was the same story at the near post. There, uh, you know, we've been banging on about history all day. History will show that uh, Kyogo will be one of the most well-remembered and well-loved Celtic strikers. That was actually good defending by Tomoki Iwata there. It was a ball played forward. I think eventually the offside flag did go up, but it was played towards Billy Mackay. Tomoki Iwata just getting goal side of Mackay, the ball bouncing through to Joe Harper. Inverness did have a warning sign about two minutes before that where Matt O'Reilly got into almost the exact yeah. same area as where he crossed the ball in for Kyogo. He didn't get it quite right. He ended up slicing the ball and it went into the arms of Mark Ridgers. But Celtic worked so hard to get players into those areas on the right side or the left side of the box where they can cut it back because they know that they'll have the movement of Kyogo he'll make that run whether it's in front of defender he'll get goal side of them and you know he's got the finish there as well yeah absolutely spot on and I think the difference was that um, in the first instance Matarelli swung at it first time this, and this time he got the ball into his feet and he was able to set himself up so with his left foot just set himself up nicely on his right and just drilled it low and he, he knows without even looking he knows Kyogo's going to be there and there he is again There's a run to the front post This time it's Jota But Celtic do that so well But he knows That if he does his job there Matt O'Reilly Just drill it across the six yard box Even if he hasn't had time to look He knows Kugel will be there Or thereabouts And it was actually a good finish Because Devine Was throwing himself into it um, he, was, he was almost beyond the front post Kugel, And he tucked it away beautifully The big question will be Is how Inverness React to this They need to make sure Their heads don't go down Well uh, You know If Celtic were to score a second Before half time Then <laughs> Only a fantasist would believe that Inverness Cali Thistle would come back from that. Uh, so they have to at least go in no worse off than one goal down, uh, at which point you are still allowed to, to believe in yourself. Well, here but he is again, Kyogo. And that one, you just expected oh, to oh. nestle into the back of the net. The ball was threaded to him at the edge of the box. He took a really good first touch and it looked as if he'd just floated the ball Past Mark Ridgers there It was actually fired into his feet By Tomoki Iwata First touch very good He goes actually with the outside Of his right boot To try and curl it past Mark Ridgers Who was trying to shut him down And that time he actually Gets it all wrong oh. Kyogo But you just expected him <laughs> To score there That's he, an absolute gimme Yeah it's a bad one I mean I, th I think it's his touch it's a, He's made, made a great run As we said before He goes behind Defenders into it So he can see their number Defender can't see him And he did that to Robbie Dees Inside right It's actually his touch Isn't usually is usually much better Sorry His touch just Kind of takes it onto Almost his left foot So it allows Dees To get that That kind of half challenge back Which is why um, Kyogo went to the Outside of his right foot But even then He should have scored you uh, Yeah it's a, it's a real let off For Cali Thistle Because uh, Had it gone 2-0 Prior to half time Then You know the Heads would go down then uh, and also Legs would tire Mentally you're getting tired uh, 
but that's a real let off most unlike Kyogo Furuhashi and uh, Cali Thistle live again yeah, that would have been a Celtic advance into the box again. It's cut across the six-yard box by Jota, but it's well defended by Robbie Dees at the front post and Inverness get that one clear. But it would have been an awful time for Inverness to concede again because they'll have been happy that they managed to keep Celtic out for so long. But to concede two in the space yeah. of a couple of minutes would have been a real killer, especially with only you know three minutes now to go until half-time. Yeah, Billy Dodds will know 1-0, you don't change the pattern of the game. You know They're not going to play any differently. They're going to play the same way, going to try and keep Celtic out and frustrate them, stay in the game for as long as they possibly can. But two goals in the last six or seven minutes of the, of the, the half would be a real killer for his team going into, into half time so I think he's just got to hope Billy Dodge just now just try and get in 1-0 down he can get his players get their feet up they can get a bit of rest he can talk to them he can encourage them talk about how well they've played but it's not going to change and, and it's almost as if I, I don't think that Inverness uh, can change I don't think they can, they can change the way they play they've got to just sit back and try and frustrate Celtic well, there was an incident there where I think it was David Carson actually just kicked the ball straight at Jota, and that was who was deliberate. on the ground. For me, that was deliberate, and that's why the Celtic players are reacting uh, as badly as they are. Yeah, the whistle had already gone for a free kick after Jota was fouled. David Carson was maybe about ten yards away from Jota and just kicked the ball directly at. I mean, what what the winger? What call is there for that? What on earth is going through your mind? It's a cup final. The player's clearly injured Down on the ground And you kick the ball at him Yeah daft, daft. Yeah definitely a bit of frustration Kicking in there that, But that's not just frustration Andrew that, that, I mean it's stupidity It's malevolent uh, And I'm surprised the referee Well he has He's given yeah, my a yellow, yellow card, card David now. Carson As yeah. you'd have expected a Ridiculous thing to do Yeah Callum McGregor was very animated And Callum's one of yeah. the, the calmest guys uh, Guys around me he, he, he Noticed didn't, that a wee bit more This season Callum didn't fire at him sorry he didn't fire at him but he definitely passed the ball into it to hit him so deserved yellow cards sorry Andrew no no I was just saying it's uh, Callum McGregor's maybe been involved in a, a wee bit more of that this season certainly in, in games against Rangers we've we've seen it yeah yeah yeah. Um, a bit of needle to his game now that he maybe didn't have in his younger years yeah he's still a, he's a great player now here we have an Inverness attack yeah Jay Henderson carrying the ball forward he's probably had it for about 40 or 50 yards goes for the step over and then the cross but that one so balloons way over the Celtic box and out for a throw-in on the far side. A real rare occasion of Inverness trying to get forward. Jay Henderson, you don't want to give him too much space to run into because he is really quick. The youngster on loan from St Mirren, but there wasn't really anyone to aim for with the cross and, and it was too high anyway. Yeah, no options either. He couldn't pass it. He'd, he'd run so far with the ball. Celtic had about four or five players around him. You know, he'd no, no help there, Jay. He couldn't even turn out and, uh, and, and go back the way. So... His best hope was just to throw it into the box. I don't even think he had a chance to, to look. So he just did the right thing. Stick it in the area. You might say might be lucky and Billy Mackay's lurking there, but it was way over the top of Billy's head. The other daft thing about Carson doing what he did and getting a yellow card. I mean, the last thing in this world that Billy Dodds needs is to be reduced to 10 men. Mm. So Carson's yeah. got half a game to go here. Uh, you know, one mistimed tackle and he's off. He's that kind of player as well, Hugh. Yeah. Spot on. He's that kind of player who, who, who does a lot of tackling in the midfield. I thought Dyson Maida had maybe kept the ball in there. It was just floated over to him, tried to head it back into play. I was wondering, has the halftime whistle gone? It has indeed at Hamden Park. Let's get the story from Gordon and the guys. Yeah, it has indeed. As you guys well know, at the break, it is Celtic that lead by that Kyogo goal to nil. Certainly not the first half of football that many were expecting. The level of dominance from Celtic nowhere near there in an attacking sense yes of course plenty of the ball but when we're here Mark Wilson I suppose it's up to us to give a 
a different perspective from what the guys can give back in the studio and we can see it we've got a wonderful view Inverness on one hand credit to them have been very very disciplined about as disciplined as you've probably seen against Celtic domestically this season and Celtic very wasteful not making the most of possession at all and that one moment from that difference maker Kyogo has made the difference so far yeah we all expected Celtic to have the majority of the ball which they have had but one thing is noticeable is the lack of quality and particularly in the final third now we don't often say that about Celtic this season but when they've got into the, the Inverness in and around the Inverness box so many wasteful passes so many players off at Hatati I don't think I've seen having a poorer first 45 than that gave the ball away numerous times Maeda looked like he was struggling to go by Duffy Jota similar on the other side against Harper and in fairness to Inverness they have been fairly rigid in their shape but Celtic just lacking until Matt O'Reilly bursts into life and Kyogo we've hardly seen him he's hardly had a touch all half but he, he provides a crucial touch. It's that movement and that instinctive finish that gives Celtic the lead. And that is the problem for defenders up and down the country, Gordon Deal, this season. You can be as switched on as you like, you mm. can be as disciplined as you like, but if you're not as sharp as Kyogo is, and not many are, if any, you're going to find yourself behind in the game. Yeah, don't let's be kidded here. Billy Dodge would have been telling these uh, centre-backs for the full week, Gordon, or even longer than that, shown videos about Kyogo and his movement he's not touched the ball he's not influenced the game but you just watch him from here and we've got a great view of it the sharpness the movement kills the defence he knows the time of that ball and when it comes to him there's only one outcome and it ends up in the back end we highlighted Kyogo before the game even started how dangerous player of the year what a season he's had the goals but you can be organised, you can be switched on, you can do everything you want. Billy Dodge will have looked at that and thought, we've got beat there with pure quality. And Mark, you could sense the disappointment from the Inverness players. They're only one goal down with whatever it was, 38, 39 minutes on the clock. And yet they looked really dejected because I think they know, they, based on that first half, as well as they've done, as disciplined as they've been, they probably had to keep it at nil for as long as possible. We've not really seen any attacks from Inverness. It's been very much a, a focus on the defence. You could see the disappointment. Yeah. You could see the shoulders slump when the goal went in. And in fact, it sort of woke Celtic up a bit as well. Straight after, Celtic uh, went wide again, didn't he? And it, he should have scored. Yeah, he really should have scored with that. And, it, you know, we were wondering how Inverness would react when Celtic, or if Celtic took the lead. And you could see that they just opened up a bit. You know, I've been there before on that pitch and you're, you're holding Celtic and you're 30 minutes in, the players would have been looking at that clock and, and saying, we've done exactly what our managers asked us to do, but just Daz is right, when you switch off for that split setting, Celtic have the quality to punish you, and to be honest, like I say, Kyogo should have made it too, and the game should be out of sight, but look, Billy Dodge will be in the dressing room just now, I think he'll be congratulating his team and what they've done a lot right but they're going to have to change something in the second half because they're going to have to put more pressure at the top end of the pitch you know, and give some support to Billy Mackay sometimes he's, he's cutting a lone figure out there, obviously as the game wears on, it will open up they've, a bit to leave the door open at the back they've got a massive problem in Inverness, their heads will be down I've seen this before they've, they've got to half time, that 0-0 team talk would have been incredible in that dressing room Gordon, they've lost the goal they know they've a mountain to climb now the biggest problem for Inverness is organised, working hard absolutely brilliant, they're doing everything off the ball, they're making a hard for Celtic, when they get the ball 
they look they look tired of no out ball. Billy Mackay's working so hard. So they're giving it away cheaply again and it's coming right back on. They've got to find a way somewhere to be brave. I don't think that Billy will look at it just now, one down and think, right, I'm going to change the system. I'm going to try and throw another player up uh, front because this game will go away from them very, very quickly. I think that's a case of, once again, let's try and stay in the game. Let's frustrate Celtic. But they just need something to get them up the park because if you look at Celtic's movement if they switch on like O'Reilly and Kyogo then there's only one outcome they'll punish you so they need to be careful yeah you wonder what the balance will be like in that dressing room mark between praise for the Inverness players encouragement for the job that they've done but they also find themselves behind their Celtic team who probably are about as far off as you're going to find them so what do you do how do you get yourself back into this because First and foremost, Celtic might not be as off it in the second half, and you're going to have to try and do something entirely different from what you did in the first. Well, I think, Billy, I don't think he'll change his approach at the minute. I think if we if they go about the business the same way and try and keep a, a one goal with a difference leading into the, the final 15 minutes, then you'll see him throw a bit more caution to the wind, and, and it's it, you know it's one, one or bust really for him. So. But he will be disappointed. However, his players have gave a good account of themselves in a defensive, from a defensive viewpoint. We were laughing because seven minutes in, Billy had been out in the touchline about three or four times, you know, berating some of his players. And you think, what could he be moaning about? Because they're at the thought it just shows the standards that he drives and what he's been working on. He wasn't quite happy with it all. But I think they deserve a lot of credit at Inverness, even though Celtic have been well off it. And individually, I think, almost every Celtic player have been poor and wasteful in possession Inverness players have to take credit for playing a part in that this is not the onslaught many expected we had to wait 37 minutes for the first effort on target but then just one minute later that man Kyogo popped up again with what could be a crucial goal this afternoon and at half time in the Scottish Cup final it's Celtic 1 Inverness 0